Do Spurs fans need to go to the doctor? It might be because they got Wimby fever. You are locked on Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs and the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kins 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, it's another fan episode right here on Locked On uh, Spurs. And as you heard in the intro, Wimby. We're going to be talking Wimby, Wimby, Wimby. Just how, just how high is the temperature with Spurs fans right now when it comes to dreams of seeing the French big man wear the Spurs colors next season? Should they take a step back from the uh, edge there a bit? Uh, do Spurs fans believe that 14% just is not enough to tank a season? Also, we're going to be doing another uh, giveaway, and the person that's giving it away is on this episode of Lockdown Spurs, as well as flipping players should the Spurs still continue to rebuild through flipping some of these young rock. We're going to get the pulse of the fan base, but we thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. So who is repping the fan base today on this fan episode? He is back, everybody. My good friend. My go-to guy for all things movies, TV series. You know him, you love him. He is Manny Pena with the Goods Podcast. Manny, welcome back. What's up? I'm so happy to be back. It's been a long time, Jeff. We missed you here at Locked On Spurs, but everybody should go to YouTube right now and just YouTube search the Goods Podcast. He uh, Manny provides some of the best movie reviews, TV reviews. My favorite are his are his top five list. Like anything top five I'm watching, whether it be top five Dan Aykroyd <laughs> movies, top five um, Halloween kills, it's all there. Go check it out. And he's going to brag about his show in just a few minutes. And also later in the show, everybody, we're going to be talking with uh, Dr. Ryan McCorkle. He is back for his weekly visit. He's going to be talking about the Zach Collins concussion, as well as Keldon and Primo coming back on the court uh, after their injuries. So stay tuned for that. But we're, you were, but first we're going to talk about the fans. So Manny, you're here for a very big reason. And I mean that figuratively and literally Wemby, Wemby, you go on Twitter, social media right now. And the Spurs fans are just frothing at the mouth of dreams of having Wemby in the Spurs colors. Manny, just how bad is Wemby fever among the Spurs fan base? Right now, put us in the ICU. That's all I got to say. Put us in the ICU because, yes, it is, it, is, uh, it is up there. And with good reason. I mean, you have a, a guy that's 7'5", culture changer, because, you know, winning creates those cultures, right? right. And, and, and that is a culture changer for sure. The impact that he would make would be significant. So it's valid. I completely understand. But... Uh, we do need to tone it down a little bit, though. Okay. All right. Yeah. And you, I'm glad you're bringing it up because that's my point of this first segment with you is should Spurs fans bring it down or not? We're not even the regular season yet. You're right. We're, we're not. But it's just like, you know, you're, you're seeing all of these highlights. Your uh, ESPN is now showing the, uh, you know, some of his games. And uh, he, had, he averaged, what, 36 points a game in the two uh, G League games that he had. You know, so you know they're salivating right there. Like, I can't wait, but uh, they you know, just definitely need to tone it back a little bit. You know, and uh, you know, hopefully, I don't want to say that you know we can be bad enough to get them, but <laughs> but you know, hopefully the uh, chips fall where they may, and we look out. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, look, I get why Spurs fans are just, uh, you know, over the moon and uh, with dreams of him coming to San Antonio. But in order to do that, Manny, they got to have one of the worst records. They got to at least have three of the worst records to get or two of the worst records to get into that 14%. Are Spurs fans ready for that scenario? Do you think majority of them are embracing it? Or do you think there, there might be wars erupting when the L's start mounting up? I think, you know, for those that remember those Dominique Wilkins years, I think, oh, I, do. Uh, I do. Yeah, you know, when we uh, when we went through that that horrendous year and for us to uh, be lucky enough to to push the Celtics out of the way and get that ball to Lantern Duncan, I yep. mean, you know, if, if we if we are just looking at the big picture, then then those that are, you know, that have been there before would be okay with it. Honestly, but at the same time, you know, you do want to see the uh, the young guys uh, compete. And I think that was it. That's the biggest thing is that if we're going to lose, let's lose, but let's compete. Let's not just uh, give up on plays. Let's, you know, let's let's work hard regardless. You know, we know mm-hmm. that we have a young group. We do have a young group, gr- really talented group. Uh, but uh, let, let them get that, that playing time. And, uh, you know, if that happens and we do get the L's and it, so be it. But. At least let's not lose our competitive edge. I, I never thought I'd see a majority of fan base, not all, but a, a majority of fan base be upset after wins. Because I think that's what's going to happen next uh, once the regular season games start. They're going to be mad about wins. That's what's going to happen. You know, the Spurs beat the Jazz and they're a season home opener. Oh, boo. Jazz are doing it right. You know, they're, they're losing right. But. It, it, you know, it is a different time for the Spurs. You mentioned, you know, the pre-Tim Duncan, pre-David Robinson, the Dominique days. Yeah, those were lean years. But I think, Manny, sometimes it's a clash of age bracket among the Spurs fan base because a, a majority of these fans right now are are their kids. They, they were babies when Tim Duncan was coming into his own. And, you know, they they grew up in the, in the Duncan, Manu, Timmy era. The titles, the playoff pushes. You and me, we've been around since they freaking came from the Dallas Cha- Chaparrals. And we've we remember the, the Hemisphere, the Hemisphere Arena days. Yeah, the Hemisphere Arena days. And we remember those being years. But I think fan bases uh, that are older than the, the current ones, they appreciate more of the draft and how it impacts the team. They were there for the Sean Elliott, for the Dave Robinson, for the Tim Duncans. I, I think these kids are going to realize just how valuable the draft is. Mandy, is this something similar to that? Is this just simply a big age gap among the fan bases sometimes? It, it's, a, it's a little similar, um, you know, but you're right, though. You know, this young group, you know, especially when it comes to uh, especially when it comes to the draft, you know, there were mixed emotions when uh, when uh, when Jeremy. How do you say his last name? Sohan. 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 When he when he was drafted, you know, and I I was going back and forth on that pick as well. But the excitement was there when Primo was was drafted. You know, the excitement was there. So you know, it, it's a double edged sword. But regardless, you know, if um, if we are just patient enough, you know that that uh, that lottery ball could could swing our way. Um, but as I said before, as long as this group continues to compete. That that's like that's the main thing is that they don't just give up on plays and stuff like they actually do compete and put an effort out there, and mm-hmm. you know we'll, we'll live with the result. Yeah, yeah. Um, but 
I, I get the other side of the argument. Fourteen percent. I mean, that's the only that's that's the percentage the Spurs have. If they uh, tank out, they bottom out, and they try to make a run for the uh, top seed. But I, I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, you know what? Save that. When we get back, when we get back, uh, we're going to continue our chat about the fan base going crazy, going gaga over Wimby, and then get into uh, the continued rebuild on this fan episode with Manny Pena. He is with The Goods Podcast. Go on YouTube right now. Just YouTube search The Goods Podcast or follow him on Twitter at The Goods Podcast. And also when you do that and you follow Manny and he follows you back because he will. Then you can tweet at him and tell him that Jeff's right. Rogue One is the greatest, the goat, the goat of all Star Wars movies. So you make are sure out of you your do mind. that. You make sure you, you do that right mind. away. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about Bet Online, your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchup news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wager and information with live betting up to the minute scores for every single sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games, events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. They even have uh, ways you can check in on NBA futures. So if you want to see how the rookies may fare in the uh, NBA Rookie of the Year award, go see what the odds are for Sohan, Malachi, and Blake Wesley. So you want to go to betonline.net right now. You got yourself a mobile device. Go there right now. Learn more. At Bet Online, it's where the game starts. We're back with Manny Pena on this fan episode of Lockdown Spurs. He is with the Goods Podcast. Follow him on Twitter at the Goods Podcast. He's going to tell you why you should also be following him on YouTube in just a few minutes. Manny, do you want to make Spurs fans happy right now by giving away some things? We sure do, Jeff. And we got two shirts. We got two different designs of shirts that we'd like to. Uh... To give away, obviously, you choose the one that you like, whichever one that you like, and we will uh, we will definitely get it out there to you. Um, we have one that is a, a is a nice uh, little play on Blockbuster back in the day. Everybody loves Blockbuster, right? So we do have one that's inspired by that, and we have a really nice original design on on our other shirt. So you choose, and we will get it out there for you. Absolutely, and how you can choose those uh, shirts? Well, we're going to tell you right now. So. Uh, you want to do is follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Now, the double reason why, why you want to enter for the contest. And then two, you can go see the designs. Uh, they're very nice t-shirt designs. I, my favorite is the blockbuster one. G go figure. I get go with the old school looking one, but the other one is pretty nice too. It's a black. It has like a, a red circle and you see the good, the goods podcast on it. Very nice. It's a win-win situation, no matter which t-shirt you pick. So here's what you got to do to enter to win. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Follow Manny on Twitter at The Goods Podcast. Once you do that, then tweet at us. One, tweet at me to let me know that I provide the best Spurs coverage in San Antonio. Everybody should follow me and that everybody should follow The Goods Podcast. And let San Antonio know that The Goods Podcast is the number one spot for everyone to go to for all things pop culture, movie reviews. TV and more. You do that. You're the first one to do it. I let Manny know you win it. And then he ships you off a t-shirt of your choice. Simple as that. Let's do it one more time, Manny. So they understand the rules. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs zone. Follow Manny on Twitter at the goods podcast. Let everybody know on in that tweet 
that I provide the best sports coverage in San Antonio and everybody should be following me. And that Manny, the Goods podcast, is San Antonio's number one spot for all things pop culture, movie reviews, TV series reviews, and much more. Do that first. You get yourself a nice t-shirt courtesy of the Goods podcast. Good luck, everybody. Manny, you ready to continue chatting about the Spurs? I am, Jeff, but one more thing. Be sure that you add that The Empire Strikes Back is the greatest Star Wars movie of all time. No. Don't, you, know what, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's throw that in there. Which is the better movie, Rogue One or Empire Strikes Back? Oh, yeah, that, that, that's going to be fun. But, yeah, I think if we save that debate for your show, The Goods Podcast. I think we should save that debate for sure. But, you know, Manny, we're talking about Wemby. And Wemby could be a big piece in the rebuild. Should the Spurs and the basketball gods smile on the Spurs and they get the number one pick. But part of the process, though, is still tinker with the roster. You know, there's there's feelings that Pirtle may be traded. Josh Richardson should be could be traded. And Doug McDermott could be traded. Those are the obvious. But Manny, I got I want to get the pulse of the fan base. Do Spurs fans understand that part of a rebuild might include the possibility of trading away one of the younger, stronger pieces, like a Primo, like a Keldon, like a Devin. Look, Manny, the Spurs traded all-star young guard DeJounte Murray when nobody thought they never would, and they did. This is a different team. They're willing to get aggressive. They got aggressive like that with DeJounte. They can get aggressive with some of these other younger players. What do the Spurs fans fall on that spectrum? Are they okay with flipping some of these younger players or no? I would say yes. I would say, I mean, I think there are a few, obviously, that would be a little bit of untouchables. You know, uh, Keldon Johnson, uh, Vassell, uh, Primo, I'm not too sure, but there's always that possibility. Uh, but, you know, you really do want to get the best deal possible. When Duncan came in his first year, he, he was surrounded by veterans. So if you can, you know, tinker with that roster and maybe get some veteran leadership as well. And if they by some chance are lucky enough to get that number one pick, they have a great opportunity to have a really good balance of a youth, of youth core and of, uh, of veterans to, to maintain the locker room. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the best deal possible, even if it means, uh, you know, trading up in the draft, if they have to, whatever the case may be, it, uh, you know, they're, they're a really smart organization. So I think that that would be the best route to go on that. Is it is it safe to assume that most Spurs fans, and I, I think you answered this already, but I just want to be clear, that they understand that this roster, as of right now, there's probably nobody that's untouchable. I guess I guess so. There are some that are, if, like I said, if the deal is right. I would not want to trade Kelvin Johnson, to be honest with you. That's just me. Uh, uh, but uh, he's just got something there. Uh, but um, I wouldn't want to trade him. Primo also does have something there. Uh Jeremy also, but I, if the deal is right, Jeff, if the deal is right, then I think that, uh, that it would be, uh, it would be okay to, to go ahead and move forward with, with the trade, with a move. I mean, if, if the, this team just traded DeJounte Murray and they also inked them to an extension, remember that before, like he was due for another extension, there was a previous extension. Um, and it was like a, a big hefty deal. So, when I see that I and I say, okay, Brian Wright, he's, he's not playing in it, but I, I, I'm of the opinion that not even Keldon's untouchable. 
not, not even Keldon is untouchable. I don't think there's anybody on this roster that's now. Are there ones that are come with a uh, a hefty sticker price? Oh yeah, absolutely. Keldon is one. I'm mm-hmm. gonna lump Vassell in that as well. Mm-hmm. But no, if the Spurs were to come, let's put it this way, Manny, would Manny Pena be surprised at the at come tr- NBA trade deadline? You hear a report that the Spurs are going to flip Josh Primo, Jeremy. Silver, no, Kevin no, I would not. Would you be surprised? Jeremy, Jeremy, yes. Jeremy, yes, because you just got him and you got him at a decent at a decent number, too. So he he would be yes. Wesley, maybe. Uh, Primo, no, I would not be surprised on Primo. Hmm. Well, it just goes to show you that this team can still make moves. And Brian Wright, in an interview with SiriusXM NBA Radio, all but said it when he was talking about the deal uh, you know, with Murray and trading him away. He said that the deal with Murray allowed this franchise to now take different paths as in this rebuild. Not once did he ever say, but it's going to take a, you know, you know, a whole <laughs> heck of a lot for Keldon. He just said it opened up paths. So that tells me if the deal is right, you know, full steam ahead. But yeah, I, I think no Spurs fan should be traded. If it should be surprised if, any of these players are tra- younger players are traded. Yeah, I mean nobody's going to be surprised if Proto and McDermott and Josh Richardson get traded. I mean, I think the right is on the wall. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised yeah. at all if they get traded at all. No, those, no, no. But like I said, right. the brand new rookies like like Re- like uh, Wesley, like like uh, Jeremy, those I would be surprised because you just got them. And Jeremy looks like a, he like he could bring something to the table too, even with veterans or without. He looks like he can impact the locker room. So I think that uh, and and the court. And I, I think, uh, you know, he's got a good future. I don't see them moving him right now unless it is an absolute monster of a deal. Um, but, I mean, only time will tell. we got to see how this uh, how this season goes. Can you believe already it's not even the regular season yet and we're just four games into Sohan's NBA's career that some fans are already turning sour on him because he's not scoring 20-plus points a night? I can't believe <laughs> that. Score- it's blame, blame Curry for that. Blame the Warriors for that because that's, everybody wants to see that style of, of basketball now. It's not about the fundamentals. It's not about the little things. It's not about the loose balls, the 50-50 balls. It's not about that. You know, it, it's all about the show, showtime and all of that. So it, that does not surprise me whatsoever. But let the season start. This is also the preseason. So let, let the season start and let, you know, let's go from there. Let's not, you know, let's pump the brakes on that a little bit. <laughs> So it feels like Manny basically came on to tell everybody, pump the brakes a little bit on Wemby, pump the brakes a little bit on your Sohan hate already. He's not even he's he's a 19 year old teenager. He hasn't even started his NBA career yet. I mean, he's a baby. But yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a long season, man. You can really feel it already. You know, those L's are gonna start getting to fans eventually. You know, the wars are gonna break out among fans on social media about tanking and not tanking. You know what the worst is gonna be, Manny? Let's just say they tank, they tank, right? And they get one of the worst records and they don't secure spot one or two in the draft. Can that would imagine, be awful. Can you imagine the, the infighting among Spurs fans already? <laughs> that would be awful. That would be awful. I don't see that happening. Um, I've read articles where the Spurs have the best chance to get Victor. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. But that they, they do have the best chance of getting it, getting him. Uh, I, so I did finally, I, I watched some of his play. This guy looks like Durant, plays like Durant, plays like Dirk, has footwork like Yao, and he blocks like Gobert. That that's ridiculous combination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's why 
uh, majority, not all. Yes, Manny, there are still some Spurs fans out there that are saying hell no to the tank. But I would say at least 85% of Spurs fan base understand the assignment. And that is netting Victor Wimbanyama. And we shall see. You know, it is interesting to note, though, Popovich recently said that this team right now has a bunch of players that they can use to build around a franchise player. So interesting. Interesting. See, even Pop's saying there's no franchise player on this team right now. Pop's saying it, too. So that should well, tell could, you a lot. I could see that. They're all young. I could see that. Yeah. Manny, it's time for you to brag about the Goods Podcast. Tell everybody why they should be checking it out. Yeah, the Goods Podcast brings you the, exactly that. It brings you the goods on all things pop culture, whether it's, whether it's movies, TV, music, uh, wrestling. It doesn't matter. You know, that's what we, uh, that's what we do. We have actually expanded our platform, and we are now on TikTok. So you can follow us at the Goods Podcast Two One Zero on TikTok. Um, we have increased our uh, our followers pretty well in the last couple of weeks when we just started. So uh, things are looking really good. You can also uh, follow us on uh, on Instagram at the Goods Podcast. Uh, on Twitter, as Jeff said, at the Goods Podcast as well. And uh, yeah, and keep in touch. Hit us up, and we will we will definitely uh, create some conversations with you. And, uh, yeah, we got the goods. They got the goods. One thing they don't got, though, is naming Rogue One the greatest Star Wars film of all time. That we will never – well, that's not, that's my part parents might agree with you. I will not. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we shall see. You know, uh, you, you know uh, Andor is kind of a grind for me right now, Manny. It's a little bit of a grind. Like, yeah, we, uh, we, we were we were talking about it, and it's a, a prequel to a prequel. <laughs> so, so like, I what don't is know. that? Like, they gotta have a, like a different name for that now. These are the prequels with an extra pre e pre prequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this time it's for real. <laughs> yeah. Once again, follow uh, Manny on Twitter at the Goods Podcast. Don't forget uh, about that contest we announced. No, we're not gonna do it again. Should have been paying attention a little while ago. But hopefully you win that nice T-shirt again. It's a very, very cool looking T-shirt. If I can, uh, whoever wins it, go with the Blockbuster one. That's my favorite one. That one's cool. But when we get back, we're going to continue talking about the Spurs. We're going to be talking with Dr. Ryan McCorkle. Uh, He is back for his weekly visit. He's going to be discussing the concussion that Zach Collins uh, recently took, as well as his thoughts on Primo and Johnson coming back on the court after getting a couple of injuries. So we'll talk with him in just a few seconds. And we are back and we are once again joined by our weekly visitor. He is Dr. Ryan McCorkle. Follow him on Twitter at Austin ER Doc. He is an ER Doc in case, you know, his Twitter handle didn't give it away at St. David's Medical Center and Austin Emergency Center. He also he's also with the backstage medical and concierge medicine practice. He's going to brag about all of that in just a while. Uh, doctor, welcome back to Locked On Spurs. Hey Jeff, thanks for having me. It's nice to come on with you every week. Appreciate it. Yeah, maybe one time uh, during the season we'll have a uh, segment where there's no injuries. But here we go again. <laughs> it's something to we have concussion protocols, but I guess there is good news. A pair of players are back. And in case anybody doesn't know, um, Dr. Ryan McCorkle has been on Locked On Spurs um, the last several weeks, 
giving us a weekly update on the Spurs injury status to players and just his overall thoughts about these medical issues that pop up. So let's start off right away and dive into, I guess, the quote-unquote biggest injury is a concussion for Zach Collins. Uh, The Spurs did announce earlier this week that Collins entered the uh, league's uh, concussion protocol based on a big hit he had in the Pelicans game against Zion. Yeah, that'll do it for you. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. Your thoughts on that? What is likely in a concussion protocol? How do you think the Spurs will approach Collins' situation? Well, I think concussions, rightfully so, are in the forefront of everybody's mind, uh, especially with the NFL. Over the last few years, we've had a whole lot more talk about uh, CTE, uh, the importance of protecting. Mm-hmm players, putting them in concussion protocols, guarding their brains and their low, their long-term health. Uh, the NFL really brought that to the forefront, but it also happens in, in basketball. And that's why Zach mm-hmm. Collins is now in the, in the concussion protocol. Uh, I think we saw what can happen when that fails with Tua, you know, with the Miami right. Dolphins. Um, so it is very important that you rigorously go through those, those protocols. Uh, and you get hit by somebody the size of Zion. He's bigger than yeah. most anybody in the NFL. Coming at you. Uh, yeah. And that, that, that will definitely do the trick. So you start off with some, uh, before the season starts, a kind of a baseline with these neurocognitive concussion tests. Kind of some basic, uh, your name, your date, where you are, who you play for, that kind of thing. And then some higher level um, mm-hmm. cognitive testing, saying the, names of the months in reverse order, spelling world backwards, those kind of things that require you to actually kind of concentrate. Mm -hmm. You get a baseline before the season happens. And then when an injury happens, you get retested kind of right there immediately after it happens. And then over the next several days to kind of see if there's been a change in the way your brain is working, the way you're processing information, uh, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's kind of the, uh, you do the baseline and you can see if there's been a change after an injury. Uh, other than that, you go by the CDC guidelines for concussions, which say you need to rest for 24 to 72 hours. Then you can go back to your regular daily life activities. Then once you've been cleared that you're handling those without having headaches, dizziness, ringing in your ears, confusion, that kind of thing, you progress right. to the next step. There's six steps in it. Two, you go through light aerobic activity. Um, kind of, you know, riding the bicycle, that kind of thing for NBA players, then step it up to moderate activity. If you clear through that, then you go back to your heavy exercise, the non-contact drills, uh, mm-hmm. but doing full activity, then practice with full contact. And then step six is returning to competition. But between right. each step, you've got to be reevaluated. You've got to pass those neurocognitive tests and you got to have not have any symptoms before you go mm-hmm. back to play. Um, how, how quick do symptoms, uh, start showing at the moment of, is it kind of the thing at the moment of impact or is it one of those minutes, moments later where a player maybe like Zach is probably telling the staff, like, Hey, something's off here. Yeah. So initially you want to assess right on the scene after the injury, do they have, um, Interrogate amnesia, retrograde amnesia. Do they, what that means is, do they recall what just happened? Do they recall 
the events prior to that? Do they know what the score of the game is? Do they remember getting hit? You know, do we see them get knocked out on the, on the right. court? Uh, do they have any headache, nausea, vomiting, the loss of consciousness we talked about, uh, those kind of things. And you want to assess that immediately. Uh, and then kind of progress from there on, are they having any of those symptoms after the game the next day, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for these concussion protocols, I, I mean, I get it. It sounds very strict. You know, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure all professional sports or just sports in general, whether it's even in high school to pro- college to pros, they take these kind of injuries seriously. Uh, and as you mentioned, you know, because of, you know, the NFL and the CTE issues and that pretty much sparked a lot of stuff. But uh, is there, a, I guess what I'm trying to get at is how much does it take for a player just to even, sustain a concussion does it take a force like zion to whack into you or could it be something as simple as going up for a rebound and somebody just hits you with their forearm in the right spot and that's it and you got a concussion absolutely uh it does not take something like the size of zion at all yeah uh, just small trauma and actually a lot of the data that we've seen coming out of um Football for chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which is what the acronym mm-hmm. CTE stands for, uh, the real detrimental um, piece to ending up with long-term cognitive problems is repeated small trauma. It's not wow. the big hit that does it. It's the repeated little injuries mm-hmm. uh, over and over that right. really lead to getting that chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Uh, so that's just the little, the little elbows to the head, or even just kind of a whiplash injury. You don't even have uh-huh. to have direct trauma to the brain. That's why you'll see a lot of NFL players wearing those neck rolls, that kind of thing. Right. Because even just getting your head snapped back can give you concussion symptoms and protocols. And doing that wow. over and over and over again is what leads to these long-term problems. He is Dr. Ryan McCorkle. Follow him on Twitter at Austin ER Doc. He's an ER doc at St. David's Medical Center and the Austin Emergency Center. And he's also with Backstage Medical and Concierge Medicine Practice. He's going to brag about that in just a bit. And make sure to follow him on Twitter once again at Austin ER doc. He comes by here on Lockdown Spurs at least once a week to give us a Spurs uh, injury update slash his opinion on what is going on with the players. Now, there is some good news that came out recently. And that is Kelton Johnson and Josh Primo are back on the court. They played their first preseason game uh, the other night against the Jazz. Uh, Kelton Johnson, you came on for that episode talking about his shoulder dislocation. And then Primo with the MCL strain. Uh, they got back fast. Uh, a, how were you a little surprised or was this par for the course? And then B, doctor, uh, what should, what in your opinion should, the team physicians be doing with these two players as they try to get back into game shape? Well, I think we talked a little bit right when it happened that we thought that uh, they might be back a little sooner than, mm-hmm. than projected, but it's all about managing expectations, you know, of both the fans, the, the player, uh, the team, uh, when you're taking care of these patients, maybe give a little longer timeline. And if they beat that, then great. Uh, but it doesn't seem like something is wrong if they, uh, if they take up that entire time, but if they come back mm-hmm. early, that's wonderful. In the ER, we, we tell patients, you know, if we know it'll take probably about an hour and a half, tell them it takes, you know, two hours and that way you're, mm-hmm. you're over delivering. So 
So right. I think that's what you saw with both Kelvin and Josh is that they gave mm-hmm. them a little extended timeline just in case it took a little longer to come back. They're coming back about on the timeline that you would expect. Uh, mm-hmm. And that seems, that's early for what the initial projections were because you want to give it a little padding. Uh, I would right. never presume to second, second guess the uh, sure, sure. First medical staff. They're excellent, but uh, they're, th- this seems to be about on time for the kind of shoulder injury that Keldon Johnson had um, probably did not involve, you know, tearing a lot of the rotator cuff uh, right. with that dislocation. Otherwise it would have been much longer for him to come back. And Josh just had that simple uh, MCL sprain that we talked about last week. Uh, and he's about in the timeline for that, you know, grade one sprain for him to be able to come mm-hmm. back because he didn't tear the ligament. He didn't injure the ACL during that time. Uh, and so he's ready to resume full, right. full contact and was back on the court for, for 20 minutes. So they're doing, they progressed to it just like we thought they would. They did well and got great care from the Spurs staff. Uh, well, you mentioned the minutes. Uh, both players got a little over uh, 20 minutes in their preseason debut. Uh, I, I know you don't want to second, you're, you're not going to second guess or second, you know, give you know, any question to the Spurs medical staff. But did you, did you think that that was a bit m- much? Or again, just par for the course. That's about right. Twenty minutes. Oh yeah, I mean twenty minutes. That's you know par for the course. If they because there was a lot leading up to that that we don't see behind the scenes of non-contact drills and full contact in practice, and you know a preseason game, <laughs> you know kind of simulates regular season, but it's right. not quite. It's a it's a rigorous practice. Uh, so you know twenty minutes in a rigorous practice, you know not not a big deal. Mm. Uh, probably put a lot more stress on it and going through a full length practice beforehand than just those 20 minutes in the preseason game. Right. Um, So I would say that is expected workload and they handled it uh, very well. I I noticed Keldon Johnson was wearing a uh, long sleeve on that side of his, uh, his shoulder, the the right uh, shoulder that got injured. Uh, what do, what do you think that was? That's simply just a compression of protection there, or maybe just it could have just been Kelton just wearing it because he just likes to wear it. Yeah, I mean it it, it could be comfort. Yeah. I mean the, that compression sleeve that he's wearing there is not going to mm-hmm. prevent a dislocation by any means, okay. or or you know anything like that. But it, it can give you some comfort. It can create some warmth around the the joint there to kind of loosen things up uh, if it's a little tight from the rehab. Um, uh, but more more likely it's for comfort or, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, maybe Kelvin's making a fashion statement. But uh, <laughs> yeah. either way, um, it can provide comfort, but it's not going to prevent an injury by any means. If you had to triage this between Kelvin and Primo's injury, uh, which one would you be monitoring closely? Obviously, they're both important to the team. Uh, you know, we're not diminishing one either either player's value to the team. But you had Primo with the MCL strain and you had Keldon with the shoulder dislocation. Which one of those two, in your opinion, would you be, you know, looking at a little bit more as those two players get back on the court? I mean, I, I just think that the biomechanics of basketball say that you're more concerned with a knee injury because that's, you know, a joint that has repetitive stress on it at every point during the game. You're always running up and down. You're always making mm-hmm. cuts. You're always moving laterally. So there's always stress and strain on that on your knees. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be the, the thing you want to monitor more closely because you don't want to have progression of mm-hmm. injury to the MCL 
to the ACL. And like we talked about last week, the tendency for an athlete when one side is injured to favor the other side and then end up with an injury on the other side. Right, right. Uh, those are all things that would make a knee injury more concerning than a shoulder. Shoulder injuries, I mean, they happen, but they're not extremely common. You, you use the shoulder a lot if it's your, especially if it's your shooting arm. Right. But the odds of getting a, a repetitive injury to the shoulder are lower uh, than they are to the knee. And the knee has mm-hmm. just a lot more long-term problems because it's about your mobility. Right. So for, for me, if I'm triaging, knee injuries are much more concerning than, than shoulder. But again, mm-hmm. it's just how bad yeah. they are. Exactly. By getting that player back on the court either way. And then you had, of course, you had mentioned when you came on to talk about Primo's injury that it was a strain. It, you know, obviously there was no um, internal damage, like tears or anything. So that was a good sign. You factor in, he's a teenager. He has that teething factor that's just amped up. And he, of course, being with the uh, Spurs medical staff helps Primo a lot. But yeah, we're going to definitely be monitoring uh, the uh, Spurs injuries as they mount up as the season goes on. Can you believe it, Doctor? The regular season hasn't even started yet. We're still technically in preseason mode. That's right. Uh, yeah. Injuries are a it, part of sports life, and they are yeah. job security for the for the docs and the training staff. They're they're always going to be there, and it's going to be uh, it's uh, our job to to manage them and, and get these players back on the court while protecting their. Uh, their long-term health and careers. So, uh, yeah, yeah job, job security, job stability. Absolutely. Once again, he is Dr. Ryan Marcorco. He is with the St. David's Medical Center and the Austin Emergency Center and with Backstage Medical and Concierge Medicine. Do you want to uh, talk about that, how people can look up some information about that, where they can go, what website they can visit, and just brag. Just tell us all about what you got going on. Well, I'll tell you a little bit about where I'm working. I, I, hate, I hate to brag. I'm just, it's just <laughs> what I do for a living, right? So I'm working in the emergency room. I work uh, at St. David's Medical Center in Austin. I also work at Austin Emergency Center. And I also have a backstage medical uh, business here where we cover all the uh, the major music venues in town. And mm-hmm. I've been working last weekend and next weekend at the ACL Festival uh, here in Zilker Park awesome. in, in Austin and taking care of all the musicians and their crews uh, for that festival. You can find me, like you said, at my Twitter and my Instagram, Austin ER Doctor on Twitter, Austin EM Doc on Instagram, and uh, athomedocs.com is the website. Uh, you'll see me out at ACL Festival this weekend, uh, taking care of the artists there. And uh, people can find me if they, uh, they want to look it up or get in touch. Absolutely. I'll do him a favor. I'll give out his Twitter one more time. It's at Austin ER. Speaking of the ACL Fest, uh, I, I, there's, there's a band that's going to be performing there that I'm a big fan of, but I'm actually going to go catch them in New York City because they're, they're going to do a uh, concert in one of the, um, the city's most famous concert venues. Uh, so uh, it's called Magdalena Bay. So if you go on that oh, yeah. night and they're yeah, and if they're performing, that's that that exact the duo. Is, I think it's like a, a guy and a girl duo. They're performing in New York. They're at a uh, Webster Hall. That's when they're going to perform here in uh, New York City. Very popular venue. It's kind of like one of those tucked away arenas that uh, the locals love. So I, if you've never seen them in concert, Doctor, you're going to enjoy their performance. They're they're a really good group. 
Well, I'll make sure I get up there on the stage and check them out this weekend. No, 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 stage, no stage diving, Doc, okay? No stage diving. I don't want to be like, <laughs> be like so the injury report's going to be on me. That's what you're going to say. That's, <laughs> that's right. I'm a huge like, Pearl Jam fan, and I've seen them 75 times and wow, better 30 you. times. So I've been stage diving wow. since 14, but uh, I follow them around and uh, see them in New York City a lot, too. But that's uh, well, Yeah, you're right. Stage diving and being in the pit yeah. is, uh, is a whole other yeah. animal for injuries. whole other animal. And once again, we want to thank Dr. Ryan McCorkle right here on Locked on Spurs, making his weekly visit. And again, follow him on Twitter at Austin E.R. Doc. And we thank you for making Locked on Spurs your first listen each and every day. So for Dr. Ryan McCorkle, and our earlier guest, uh, Manny from the Goods Podcast. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs.